Hello and welcome to the Models Inc. cast. What? what? Well, hello, it's me. I'm very sophisticated discussing models. Oh my god, these models. Oh, tell me more. Oh, Mary, Models Inc. has so much to offer. I am so excited that we together are going to talk about it a little bit and that I'm going to watch every episode of this highbrow show. I'm so glad we've made this arrangement the way we've made it. Can I tell you about the characters of this epic drama? Yes, please, please. Well, it starts with special guest star Hillary Michaels, Amanda's mother. Also known as Mommy. No, no. And then the rest of the cast, they conveniently made a point to say in alphabetical order to justify that in a show about female models, the three dudes showed up first. Oh, it was the next. Yep. But first, we got David, Hillary's son. He's the vice president of modeling. That's not correct. And then uh, we also have Eric. Eric, he's kind of a douche. Okay. Uh, And then Brian, of course, Brian. Brian is a photographer who likes to do it in the kelp. And then the crossover star, Sarah Owens. She's from Iowa, allegedly. She's no fully. She's fully from Iowa. Oh, she's from Iowa. And her good sister friend Julie. Julie, she's from the outback. Crikey, that's what I call her. And they—they're living with um, superstar model Terry. Terry, she was the world's most beautiful woman for a minute. She was. She was. And and her good sister Carrie. Her sister Carrie was in the Matrix. Yeah. And then of course we have the model Linda. Linda wears a hat. Sometimes. <laughs> Mary, we are going to go through the whole series of Models, Inc. together. Are you ready? Uh, I'm ready because I'm not going to be watching it. Hello and welcome to the Models Inc. cast. We are discussing episode 16 of the only season so far of the hits, in quotations, television series Models Inc. I'm Teej. I'm still married. And we are discussing Look Who's Stalking. Oh, wow. Get it? Do you know what that's a play on? It might be about stalking. Look Who's Talking. Oh, that was that film with the child. From the 1990s. And Kirstie Alley. Kirstie Alley. People yeah. love Kirstie Alley Crazy then. Republican bitch. Loved her then. She's a trumper. Mm. Anyway, if things sound a little different, dear listeners, because Mary and I are together live in person. We are. Enjoying <laughs> the end of summer. Yes. Which yes. may seem odd to you as this is, I think, dropping in April. Well, unless you live in the Southern Hemisphere. Okay. So, can we get started, Mary? My God, I hope we will. Okay. Uh, so first, if you remember last episode, it was Models Inc. number 15, Clash of the Super Vixens. Yeah, that was a great title. Super Vixens, of course, were Monique, mm-hmm. the most beautiful ghost in America. Yes, yes. And Julie, crikey, from Jer- not Jersey, Australia. That's like the the Jersey of that part of the world. Where do you know? But where 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 Julie is from? If you want to order a beer, you have to order Foster's because that's Australian for beer. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was a hit ad campaign. Jesus. It's like, ba-da-ba-ba-ba, and then Foster's, Australian for beer, are at the same level. So if you'd say anything other than Foster's, what do you get? 
brought. If you oh, if you try and order a beer in Australia and it's not a Foster, so if you just say like, can I have a brewski? Yeah. You get sent to New Zealand. Oh, yeah, I'd probably rather go there to be honest. That's where the hobbits live. They they're fictional. I think Fosters might be fictional too. Do you know what? I started watching Game of Thrones because my parents' Hulu account, which I use, <laughs> they paid for HBO Max. How are they affording that? I don't know. They're on a fixed do want, income. Do you want the password? There's like <laughs> yes. nine accounts on it. <laughs> all right well anyway last episode if you remember i said it was only 32 minutes long i think i missed some scenes that did seem likely right yeah okay so we missed some scenes here what was covered on previously on models inc okay adam who is shot through the heart oh yeah he got hit with a harpoon yeah he's played by reed carter he's played by reed carter yes yes well, he has been having, we, we learned apparently, a private investigator search for his ex-wife, Grayson. Oh, I forgot about Grayson. Grayson's a weird name. It is. <laughs> Sorry, you, Grayson, so we're listening. Do you remember those lesbian friends of ours from the city we used to live in? They came up and counted almonds for their children yeah. for breakfast? Yeah, yeah, Grayson. Counted almonds for Grayson. I'm sure they don't listen. It sounds like a surname. It doesn't sound like it would be someone's first name. Let me tell you, if any lesbians from that city were listening to this podcast, we would have already heard it about the friend who gave me the fucking dog. Unprompted. Oh, yeah. Just like Sandy. What's worse, giving someone a dog unprompted or counting out almonds one by one for a small child all day? You can't have more than eight almonds for breakfast. (laughs) Uh, Picture our mothers back in the day like, oh, no, no, let me get out this... Bag of organic almonds for you for breakfast. We didn't even eat breakfast. We there, didn't have time. We got coming up at like seven fifty-five. The waffle didn't even get to go through the toaster. <laughs> it was just cold. Listen, I didn't know you could eat a pop tarts. Yet another set of lesbians in that city that uh, their kids went to home daycare with a friend of mine at ours, right? A coworker. They Wait, were, the adult went to daycare or no, their children? Their also? children. Okay, just to Two lesbians up. had some children and took them to a co-worker's wife for daycare. Okay, okay. They brought their own organic fruit and said, can you can you give our kids this? I know... <laughs> Those other kids can have some pesticides, but I'd like my kid not to. Right. It was very judgy. Lesbians in that city were something else. <laughs> something else. Well, you know who else is something else? That cranky. Crikey. Well, okay, so last episode, we what we missed, the private investigator called Reed Carter, who is Adam, and okay. said, we found Grayson. Wow. And so Adam broke up with Monique. Well, Monique's already a ghost, and now she's been ghosted. <laughs> so that happened. Also a missing scene, Cynthia's stalker called Brian's telephone, his landline. Okay. They, he knows that Cynthia is there. So their attempts to hide Cynthia with Brian failed. Cynthia is Garcelle from the Real Housewives of New... No, not New Jersey. That's where they Cynthia is the human black Barbie. Yes, yes. Okay, that's her. Is this it's appropriate? The same person. It's yeah. the same person we're talking about. Also, I haven't noticed this before. David, the vice president of models, isn't even in the opening credits. Where has he? We haven't heard from him. He went off to Europe. Oh, he's with some different super vixens now. Super vixens. All right. So, four storylines to fill you in on. Okay. Let's start with Linda. Linda wears a hat. Linda wears a hat sometimes. Just all the time. All right. So, Hillary calls Linda into her office and uh, says there were some people that saw you in your other campaign with her ex-fiance. 
Okay. And they were so impressed. And Linda, they want you. And Linda says she can't do it because someone wants her to try out for a movie. What kind of movie? No, no regular movie, Mary. So, okay, so Hillary says we've got a new job. They want you specifically for the campaign. You have to show up for this trial, this audition, whatever, this, this model version of that. And Linda says, I'd really like to, but I can't. Someone wanted me to try out for a part in a movie. And Hillary, almost straight to camera, deadpans, you don't know how to act. <laughs> I feel like the writers are having some fun with that. <laughs> okay. So then we cut later. Linda is at the audition for the movie role, reading the lines mm-hmm. of an abuse victim, describing the abuse from her boyfriend. It's unfortunate. I didn't. I didn't say anything funny, Mary. <laughs> well, she's been typecast. So as she's reading the lines, she's crying through it because it's obviously it's touching close to home. Just a pause. Did I ever tell you when I was in the vagina monologues? I think you actually have, but I'm sure the listeners haven't heard about this. So there was one year, Eve Ensler does wrote the Vagina Monologues. It's this, she releases the copyright once Google a it. year Google for it. Valentine's Day. Wildly successful. It's a huge fundraiser. One year she said, you know what? Let's let men have a role. One year she did this. She learned her lesson. <laughs> and what she wanted from us was each production could cast one man who would do a consciousness circle or whatever you call those. I'm already not into this, I'm going to be honest with you. Where we would, you know, connect with other bros in the community uh-huh. to get the bro-y perspective on violence against women and blah, 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 blah. Okay. Okay? I did not do that. <laughs> and the day before, like, the first read, I was like, shit, I need something to read. Oh. My dumbass. I really screwed this up. I'm not proud of what I'm telling you. I found, don't forget I was a women's studies major, so don't try and take my feminist card. I, I would never dream. It's clocked with a BA stamped right on it. <laughs> BA stamped on it. It's legally binding. I took the text of a confession from a rapist. Okay. And read it. We didn't know what trigger warnings were yet. No, it was the early 2000s. I maybe. certainly should have given one because that was a mistake. I looked up from my reading. I, it was bad. Yeah, it doesn't sound good. <laughs> okay. All right, so Linda's anyway. <laughs> Linda's crying through it, um, <clears throat> and she says, "I'm sorry, it won't be like this uh, again." Uh, Linda later, they're at a party and is confiding in Sarah. Sarah from Iowa. Ah, yes. Not allegedly from Iowa, fully from Iowa. We were, it's been confirmed. Right? And Sarah says, well, at least you didn't sleep with a priest. And for no reason, she <laughs> says it immediately again. At least you didn't sleep with a priest. <laughs> oh my God. I just realized I have the best line to cheer you up. At least you didn't sleep with a priest. <laughs> um... That sounds like they screwed up in the editing room. Like, no. she said, And then she's like, just picture it. You had a bad day? At least you didn't sleep with a priest. You got fired from your job? At least you didn't sleep with a priest. And they're laughing. And look, Sarah and Linda, they're just single ladies doing laundry, day drinking, and not sleeping with a priest. Not right now. Not right now. Now, let me tell you, what Sarah could have tried with the priest. 
<laughs> she could have went to him and instead of kissing him while they were plating an unreasonably large number of dessert plates, she could have said, let's not sleep together. Not yet. <laughs> Just hit pause on that. But she did not say that, so. No, she did not. She jumped right into that confessional. All right. So Sarah and Linda, they're single ladies. They're day drinking. They're doing laundry. And the phone rings and Sarah says, no, Linda says, um, oh my God, you get it. I can't handle the rejection. Because she knew, knew it was the, the oh. movie people calling to tell her the bad news. And it's Sarah, and she is a little coy and taking the call, and she hangs up. And Linda says, how bad was it? And it turns out, Mary, you're not going to believe this. I don't know what's going to happen. Oh, yes. Go ahead. Give I, us your best guess. I, I bet they're going to offer her hat. No, she got the part. What? Oh, my God. Who no, saw that coming? I didn't. And Linda said, you like this? I wrote this down just for you. <laughs> you're not kidding? This isn't some twisted Midwestern prank? That's a that's fair. That's a good line. We do some weird stuff here. Yeah. Can you think of a twisted Midwestern prank you've done? I can think of one. I'm not saying you did it. Okay. I am not saying Mary did this. But an example of a twi twisted Midwestern prank could be protesting in a small town for months about tearing down an abandoned, broken down building to make space for parking that you don't think we need. <laughs> and then... Taking ownership of that building, and the day before you get it, it somehow burns to the ground <laughs> at night, hours before you take ownership. That's a twi twisted Midwestern prank. That's Halloween, too, wasn't it? It was Halloween, too, yeah. because it... We had a lot of fires at Halloween for a few years while you lived here. Shut the hell up. And they kind not, of stopped ever we're since. Not as a matter of fact, there uh, hasn't been one in several years. Huh, what a coincidence. Anyway, later, Linda is reading her lines with Eric. Oh, Eric is her former boyfriend. That was abusive to her. Yeah. And she's making him read these lines with her. Well, she's, she's getting into the moment. Yeah. He, you know, at a certain point puts his notes down and he apologizes. He says, I can't believe I put you through that. Mm. Um, the power of art. Uh, in the lines, so they're reading characters, and Eric says, it's going to be different from now on. And Linda says, you always say that. And so they have a little exchange like that where they're oh. reading the character lines, but it's clearly about them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would say that writing was a twisted Midwestern prank. How about that? Why is she hanging out with him? I thought they didn't like each other anymore. Uh, well, no, because he said he was going to show her that he's changed and he's going to win her back. And that's why she did oh. not get engaged to Chris. It's still, though, it seems like a, a strange choice to rehearse yeah, she did, she, did, she did get him arrested, too. She did get him arrested for he, drug dealing. He deserved it. Yeah. He and, did do the things. And he didn't even get to be in the beautiful blue jumpsuit. No, they don't get those jumpsuits on this show. No, no, Hillary had it. But think oh. of Mary. I'm here in person with you. Imagine these eyes wrapped in that beautiful blue jumpsuit. Well, maybe when you get caught for your arson spree someday, <laughs> he'll get you one of those jumpsuits. Anyway, so Eric and Linda are having this uh, moment where they're reading the character lines, but it's clearly about them as well. And Eric says, that, like, they're, they're, they're really lost in the moment, and he looks at the script, and then he looks at Linda and says, it says in the script that I get up and walk off. And there's this moment where they're looking at each other, looking at their eyes, looking at their noses, and she says, the whole face. Then I guess that's what you better do. Oh, wow. And he goes... Sick burn by Linda. Yep. And then later, don't forget Eric's record deal is coming together. 
I did forget, so yeah. thank you for reminding me. Good, because this next note says, Eric rec Eric's record deal is gone, the label is bankrupt. No, not a label. They're so, you know, reliable. Yeah. All right. So the next storyline I'd like to tell you about is with Carrie. Oh, she's the sister of the most beautiful ghost in America. The sister of the most beautiful ghost in America right. that recently slept with an investor pretending to be Hillary. That's correct. And then he still didn't invest in the company. Then I guess she didn't do a very good job. All right. And so Hillary found out and is worried about Carrie and got her a secret psychologist. Do you remember? <laughs> no, I don't she, remember that. Hillary story. went and said, I heard you're the hottest psychologist in town. Okay, yeah, I remember and, Who says that? You too, like, you're the hottest and psychologist. Can you see Carrie on the slide without her knowing you're a doctor? Oh my god, that's right. Okay. Oh god. So, the secret doctor... Are you guys all doing that to me? I'm going to be real wary if I meet anyone new and they're like, oh, tell me about some, some people might say, as a doctor of women's studies without a doctorate, <laughs> as a bachelor of women's studies... The bachelor of women's studies is the greatest title <laughs> Okay, so the secret doctor is with Carrie and she's really appreciating him. She's valuing the friendship, blah, 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 blah. Well, sure, because he just wants her to talk all day. Nope, he straight up hits on Carrie. <laughs> so he doesn't want her to just talk. And Carrie says, but I thought you and Hillary were da-da-da. Mm. And he says, I'd I, I would rather be with you. And Carrie says, you're choosing me over her? Oh. And then the doctor says, how does that make you feel? And Carrie says, incredibly sexy. <laughs> and then, <laughs> sex. They sexed. Oh, I thought you were going to say they used the clapper. And the lights went out. Nope. So they before the sex. They're doing it. Now this doctor, by the way, full manipulation. This is close to consent violation. Yeah, I, yeah, I would say, yeah. I'm yeah. not a doctor. Now not in the 90s consent violation. It was fine <laughs> back then, but today. Alright. Okay. So later this doctor is lunching with Hillary and he says he needs to keep seeing Carrie. She's she got needs, a lot of problems. She's got a lot of problems. And Hillary says they need to tell Carrie he's a doctor. Ma'am, how do you think that's going to go? Well, they could just say he's a doctor without, you know, doctoring you. That, that's a good point. That would still be lying, but... She must have some sense of what he does for a living. That must have come up. I, yeah, I don't know these Los Angeles people. Do they talk? They, they eat dinner at 7 p.m. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Hillary insists on paying him for the time he's spending with Carrie. Okay. That seems, that seems fair. And then the doctor says, you know, conversation continues, and then the doctor says, Carrie thinks that you mesmerize people. And Hillary pauses and looks at him and says, well, what do you think? Oh, God. And then, <laughs> sex. <laughs> He's playing these women like a fiddle. Yeah. All right. So then later in the episode, Carrie comes into the house with Hillary, and she overhears the doctor, Dr. Richard, um, on the phone, on the cordless phone. Cordless? Cordless, but Step still there, mind. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, having sexy talk with someone else. <laughs> and then Dr. Richard says, and, Hil and Carrie overhears this, Hillary, yesterday was incredible. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, I mean, to be fair, Carrie has already set up a history of wanting to have sex with the same people Hillary wants to have sex with. So maybe this isn't that out of, out of line. Yeah. No, you're correct, and he knows that. He knows that. So, um, Carrie confronts later confronts Hillary and the doctor, Doctor Richard, and Carrie yells that Hillary stole her lover. Oh God! 
Okay, so this confrontation is intense. She's calling him out. You're sleeping with two women. You're sleeping with both of us. How dare you, Dr. Dick? How dare you, Dr. Dick? Okay, and the doctor drops his shoulders and looks concerning at Carrie and says, Carrie, you've not been well. It's worse than I thought. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the oldest trick in the book. The doctor denies they slept together, and Carrie's like, you can't, you can't be serious. And Dr. Dick says, Carrie, I'm here to help. We'll go sleep together now. And Carrie <laughs> goes up the stairs, but she can still hear. And Dr. Richard, uh, slightly over Hillary's objection, but she bolts quickly, calls to have Carrie admitted to Faircrest. She gonna bunk with Sydney? And Hillary says, and Dr. Dick says, Hillary, we're gonna need a family member to sign off on it. <laughs> and Hillary says she doesn't have any family left. Well, she's got Kyle. Her son. The little baseball Child kid. Yeah. For the used car dealership. Anyway, Hillary says she's got oh. no family, but she is the power of attorney. And Dr. Dick says you're gonna to have to do it, Hill. Why would you give your boss power of attorney over anything? That's a horrible idea. I would never do that. It was the 90s. They were busting unions left and right. Busting the union? The model union? Did yeah. they have a union? I don't know. We don't know. It doesn't matter. All right. Let's talk about Monique. Let's talk about Julie. Adam. Oh, yeah. We haven't talked about that. Grayson. Grayson. That's right. Yeah. Let the record show. The storyline I'm saving for the end is Cynthia. So it's heating up. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. All right. So here's what happened. As, as we know... We later learned last week uh, Adam broke it off with uh, Monique because they found Grayson. Yes, yes. Monique comes in and tells Hillary she's going back to New York. Adam is going back to his wife. All right. And Hillary says, well, I'm sorry. You have a contract and I won't let you out of it. <laughs> she drives a hard bargain. Mm-hmm. Um, this is happening. Craig comes in while, while Monique is leaving and Julie still thinks, we learned that Julie still thinks she has a shot with Adam. Julie thinks she has a shot with everyone. Julie Literally thinks, every man on this show yeah. Julie has a shot with. Okay, so even though Monique and Adam are broken up because Adam's going back to Grayson, his long lost love that disappeared two years ago. I forget, how did she disappear? She just disappeared. Was it on a boat? She left. <laughs> on a boat. <laughs> on the pretty lady. Pretty lady. All right. Okay, later. Bzz, 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 bzz. Uh, Adam's on the phone. The investigator calls. He lost Grayson. Again? Adam's like, how'd you lose her? And the investigator's like, it was traffic. It was nice. God. Adam is pissed off and yells. And he's yelling. Okay? That sounds like him. Yeah. Julie happens to come in and she says, I'll do anything to help you through this. And I do mean anything. Like ironing. Adam shuts her down and says, get the hell out of here. That's the right answer when it comes to Julie. Okay. So Julie's upset. She's not used to being rejected. As you know, according to her writer, she's the only blonde model on the show. She is the only blonde model, which is a little weird. Yeah. Sarah's like dishwater blonde. She's like Midwestern blonde. Iowa blonde. Iowa blonde. Yeah. A little too much corn on that one. Oh. Anyway, Julie's back in the model house feeling dejected, and she tells Craig that she's giving up on Adam. Well, she may as well. He said no. Yep. And Craig just says, you know what? I just want you to be happy. And she and he goes in for a kiss. God, the men on this show. And she turns her face and gives him a hug. <laughs> Smooth move. And Julie says, "You better settle for surfing lessons because that's your the best you're gonna get." And then she pushes him away. Because remember, the bet was she couldn't get Adam. 
if she, if she couldn't get at him, she had to take surfing lessons with Craig. Oh, well, then that's what they'll have to do. Yeah. Okay, so later they're out surfing, and then they come back. Uh, Craig and Julia are in the hot tub after the surfing lessons. Okay. Craig keeps pushing and kisses her. God. Okay. All right, fast forward. Uh, they call Adam. Grayson is in a hotel, and there's his oh. private investigator is outside the door. Oh, wow. He hangs up, and he is on his way. He runs into Monique as he's leaving to go see Grayson. Awkward. And Monique says, I just came to tell you goodbye. Bad timing, Monique. No, this is the best timing. All right, Adam shows up at the hotel. And the investigator says, I got bad news. She's in there with another man. That's not that surprising since she left. Well, he kicks in the door. The investigator or Reed? No, Reed Carter, Adam, kicks in the door. We're lucky he didn't shoot it in. Good thing maybe she's got a harpoon in there. We don't know. Yeah. And holds the guy up at gunpoint and is yelling at him for sleeping with his wife. This does not seem ethical or correct. Adam then goes over because Grayson is curled up under the blankets and is hiding. (laughs) Well, I would be too. And he rips the blankets back and then he says, this is a direct quote just for you, Mary. He says to his private investigator, it's not Grayson, you stupid bastard. And the woman says, terrified, because they just kicked in the door, got a gun. And she says, who are you? And Adam says, I'm very sorry. Oh, my God. This show. <laughs> All right. Blah, 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 blah. Fast forward. Uh, Monique is at the model house. She's getting ready to leave and go to New York. And Monique, Monique is confiding in Sarah from Iowa. Okay. And Sarah says, well, I have got the world's best cheer-up line. At least you didn't sleep with a priest. And then she giggles and says, I just can't remember what it is. Because she's day drinking again. <laughs> she's got a problem, but it's fun. Yeah. The, oh, this is at a party. This is another party at the model house. God. <sighs> so Craig is there. Uh, Julie's dancing. Craig kind of pushes his way in. And Julie, you know, makes it clear, like, I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. So he picks her up, throws her over his shoulder, and drags her out of the house. The old caveman routine. It's exactly what it is. And the the whole joke was all the women were like, oh, no, no, stop. Stop. Oh, Julie, I hope you're okay. Nobody did anything to, like, stop an outright kidnapping. Well, I mean, to be fair, she has been really not nice to everyone in the house. (laughs) Okay. So he gets her back to his little apartment, sets her down, and she... Like, he's hitting at him, and, he's, and he leaves, leaves the door open, and he says, Doors open, Julie. Walk out if you want, but this time, I'm not coming after you. He knows exactly what to say, because I bet this works. And she leaves. Really? And then she turns around and... <laughs> sex! Or the lights went out, because of the clapper. Yep. Or okay. the lights came on. So, Monique is all packed up. Taxi cab is waiting outside to take her to New York. New way New York. But Adam shows up. God. Comes back and says to Monique, it wasn't her. And Monique says, don't worry, you'll find her soon enough, and keeps going to leave. And he says, I called off the private investigator. I found what I'm looking for, being Monique. There's oh. a beep, beep. And Monique says, that's my cab. My plane leaves in an hour. 
Again, they're in Los Angeles. They're going to that little airport with one parking spot. And it's fine. Adam says he's moving on with his life and he wants to be with Monique. And Monique says, every time I go with my heart, I get hurt. This time I have to go with my head. Fair enough, lady. She closes the door. You hear the car door to the taxi close uh, three seconds later. <laughs> She's fast. And Adam is just looking at the door. Like a dog. And after about four or five seconds after the car door slammed, he rushes to the door and opens it to chase after her. And she's standing right there and says, what took you so long? People are confusing. Yeah, so they're back together. Which, of course, means Grayson's actually going to show up. Well, yeah. Yeah. They've already, they just hadn't cast her yet for this episode. That's true. Do you know in Frasier, Niles' wife, Maris? Yeah. How they always talked about her, but she never showed up? Yeah. Do you know why she never showed up? Why? Well, they were going to cast her. They were going to have her show up. Yeah. But the physical descriptions they kept giving of her were not possible to match in any person. <laughs> so they couldn't. They decided to keep her mysterious. That is more fun sometimes. That's a show I can't wait for the reboot. Are they going to reboot that? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's going to be a conservative version now because of Celtic grammar. But he's a real housewife, right? He was for a hot minute. I mean, his wife was. Who was his he, former who, wife? Who was he uh, loving up on? That was when he was married to Camille Grammer. Who was she? She had been on an MTV dancing show. Good. I Good. forget what else. Okay. When... I mean, I'm sure she has many valid accomplishments as a woman in her own right. You are going to love this story about Cynthia, speaking of a woman in her own right. And a real housewife. Okay, there's a Jewish judge coming up. I didn't say that he did, everyone. <laughs> He's Jewish. <laughs> I can t- I'm just guessing by the accent. Does that have something to do with the story? Or... How about you? Listen, okay. We're just going to move on. We're just going to move on. <laughs> He's Jewish. He's Jewish. All right. Okay. Police, uh, turns out they can't arrest the stalker because he's not broken any laws yet. Mm, okay. All right. Breaking and entering. Yeah. yeah there's like a, harassing. A black Barbie like... doll in her bed. Yeah. He's, but yeah. It's, but okay, okay. Whatever. The legal system. All right. So they're back at the apartment that Cynthia's staying with Brian and she's trying to leave. And he says, don't leave. And she's freaking out. And she says, there's new locks. There's police outside. I can't tell if the goal is to keep him out or me in. Ma'am, shut the fuck up. What? What are they supposed to do? Yeah. What are they supposed to do? Okay. But she's feeling like she's imprisoned. Okay. Well, she is. But I mean. So Brian says, I'll stay with you. And she, and she says, no, don't stay with me. Then, we, then we've got two prisoners. Oh, wow. So he goes to work. She sees him get in his car outside in the street and drive away. And as he drives this way, she notices a car parked across the street and the stalker waves. Oh, God. And she can't do anything because Brian doesn't have a cell phone because it's 1995. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. So, Brian comes home later and Cynthia is seducing him. Okay. Okay. Like you do. The phone rings. And it's the stalker, and he says he's coming in. Why don't they just stop answering the phone? That's a good idea, but the stalker's coming in. So you know who else won't stop answering the phone? My parents, for every spam call they get all day long, even though we got them caller ID specifically so they could stop answering these phone calls, and literally every time the phone rings, they run to look at the caller ID, <laughs> and they goes, it says unknown, they go, okay, and they answer it. And they're like, oh, it's some guy who says we have a computer warranty for an Apple computer. Do we own an Apple computer, Mary? <laughs> no. No, stop answering the phone. 
You're doing the whole thing. Oh my god. It's a lot of stress in my life. <sighs> okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> uh, okay. So they are about to have sex. The stalker calls and says he's coming into the apartment. So what, what would you do in that situation, Mary? I would stop starting to have sex, and I would make sure all the doors and windows are secured. And then what? I would probably call the police and say, like, hey, that guy's here that you won't do anything about. I have to tell you, I think you would have failed Mancini saying a teeny testini, because the correct <laughs> answer was immediately leave your apartment, <laughs> leaving the door open. No. As you run to the elevator, by the way, there's a bank of elevators, so you could get in one while the stalker's coming up in another. Really? Take the stairs. By the way, it's important to note, your shirt is fully unbuttoned and flapping behind you. Oh, that's fun, though. And as you're going to chase down the stalker, of course, the stalking victim is running behind you in the hallway. <laughs> that was the correct answer, Mary. Oh, gee, I got it all wrong. Mincini, Sanatini, Testini. <laughs> all right. So there's a fight, right? Uh, Brian punches him. That you know, it's a big fight. A physical the, fight. The police come and they take the stalker away. Good. Mm-hmm. And the stalker says to the police that Brian attacked him because he's mad that Cynthia is leaving Brian for him. That seems easy to verify is not true. Cynthia yells, "That's a lie!" Right. There we go. Okay. Good job. And then we see a Jewish judge. Oh boy. Grant. What? Oh, oh! you're afraid of uh, powerful Jewish people? No. No, I don't know what it has to do with anything. It's a Jewish judge. Okay. I don't see the problem. Okay. Anyway, the Jewish judge grants the restraining order. Okay? Against the stalker? Against the stalker. Okay. But does not like the whole tone of all the people here. No. Well, I wouldn't either. These, they're all very irritating people. By the way, are they in a courtroom? No, they're in the judge's chambers. He's behind a desk. Everybody's right there, right in front of him. It seems like you would maybe talk to them separately. Yeah, so they're not yelling. All right, is other. there a bailiff there at least to yeah. chase them away from each other? I don't know. All right, so Brian is taking photos of Cynthia at a Brian? at a shoot yeah. at a park. I guess she was a model. Oh no, no, no! They're in the apartment. I'm sorry. When Brian is taking photos of her, and she keeps backing up, and you know, it's like a, it's like a fun little thing. Even though film is expensive. Especially back then. Especially back then. She kind of backs up to the window and she's leaning against the, the shelf and taking pictures. Mm. Um, and then she stops and looks out the window and she says, it feels like someone's watching her. Oh boy. And Brian looks down at the street to see if anyone's walking, watching. And Cynthia says, no, not down there, over there. And she points directly across and he uses the telescopic lens in his camera to oh. zoom in and see a pair of binoculars looking back. <laughs> and he says, what? damn it, he moved in across the street. Persistent. So later, <clears throat> later, or uh, next day, Brian is doing a shoot at the park. It's a public park, and we see more than 100 feet away or 100 yards, whatever. The mm. stalker is just there watching, and Brian goes confronts him, and there's a big fight, and uh, because Cynthia refused to cancel the shoot, she said she won't be a prisoner. And then Brian goes and confronts the stalker, and um, the stalker says, "Hey, you do great work with that camera. Do you want to photograph our wedding?" Uh, I like his optimism. Yeah. And uh, he punches him. And the stalker, after getting punched once, says, Hey, when you two are in bed and she calls out my name, how does it make you feel? And then she Brian yell... beats the living piss out of him. Did she yell stalker in bed? <laughs> Did she even know his name? I don't know. 
But the judge said Mr. Thompson, the stalker. Oh. So they're back in Jewish judge chambers. Did she yell Mr. Thompson? No. But the judge That says, would be very formal to yell. Says because in the first restraining order, the the stalker was trying to say that Brian was the problem. I mean, Brian is a problem. He's not the problem. Well, Mr. The judge says Mr. Thompson had not violated my restraining order when you oh, violated him. Shit! Now they're both going to jail. Yeah. So Brian has a restraining order against him, and <laughs> Cynthia acts like this is just the worst travesty of justice. Did she want to be? Did, did Brian want to be within a hundred feet of this guy? That's fair. Now they're like reverse magnets. Correct, correct. That's the legal term. All right, so Brian has a restraining order against himself. (laughs) Okay, so Mary. Okay. What is the solution to this stalker problem? What would you say? I would say various revampings of our criminal justice system to allow more stringent penalties for people who are violating each other. Well, let me tell you what they did. Brian and they C- cut the model in half and they get each <laughs> Brian and Cynthia are trying to figure out what to do. All right. And Brian, this is his great idea. Yeah. He says that the reason he got a restraining order against himself is because he attacked the stalker because the stalker used Brian's feelings for Cynthia against him. Okay. And he says, let's turn the tables on him. Does that sound like a good idea? Maybe. Let's turn the tables. What do I know? Let's show him that the woman he loves, dot, 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 and Cynthia says, is in love with another man. Oh, wow. Feel like a good idea yet? Not really, but (laughs) I've seen some Lifetime movies. It gets better. Okay, so let's show him that the woman he loves, dot, 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 and Cynthia says, is in love with another man, and Brian says, well, of course, that would be easier to do if it were true. And Cynthia says... There's too many layers happening here. It is. So they love each other. Well, stalking will bring you together. And they're going to show Mr. Thompson. Mr. Thompson! And Cynthia says, how can we convince him we're in love from so far away? Oh, they're going to do it in front of the window. And Brian says, okay, so you got there quicker than I did. Brian says, (laughs) I think I know a way, but it could be dangerous if it works. This whole thing is dangerous. And sure enough, there's candles, there's a whole scene... And they open the, the curtains, and they start making out right there on the window. And then they're on the bed directly in front of the windows. Yeah. Cynthia is on top. Well, she's more visible. She is more visible. He knows how to prepare a shot. She, eh. Wow. <laughs> and uh, Visually. We see from the apartment across the street that uh, Mr. Thompson throws his binoculars against his own window. Aww. Also not the good solution. That didn't solve any problems, sir. No, he, those are probably expensive if they're good binoculars. And the window. Does the window break? Yeah. Oh, well, that's really bad. You got more expenses. So, Mary, that was Models Inc. 16. Wow. Are you wow. going to start watching? I, I feel like your recaps are just so colorful and imaginative that I really don't need to. <sighs> I feel like that's correct. <laughs> um, but I'm having fun with it nonetheless. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I, I enjoy hearing about what all those crazy models get up to. Uh, any predictions on what do you think might happen next with any of these storylines? I think that the stalker won't go away. I think this will just further his resolve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that Iowa will keep having a drinking problem because she's from Iowa. Yep. Uh, crikey... 
is probably going to keep going out with what's his name. Craig? Yeah. Because she doesn't have... She, she's, she'll sleep with anyone. She's good for her. She's her so her only objection to him was that he didn't have enough money. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. You're just doing that. And then... Linda with a hat will probably do okay at her acting job, but that's really probably the only acting job she's going to get. And... Gosh, I just don't know beyond that. All right. Well, we'll tell. We will find. Well, yeah, we will find out next month as we continue our journey through Models Incorporated, and we continue to make references to Melrose Place in line with as we're watching it, but is now fully disjointed from what our listeners are experiencing. You know, it's a lot like life in general right now. It's a little <laughs> disorienting. The timeline is a little screwed up. So, wait, seriously, how, how long does this show go on? How many episodes are there? <laughs> wait, I told you this, right? So, there, it goes to season seven of the original run, but then there's the re- the reboot season. So, there's how many reboot seasons? Just the one so far. So far. Okay. But there's also, but then, Mary, there's the, the Amazon has the true story of Melrose Place movie that we should cover. Oh, God. How long? Yeah. And, and. Uh, Models Inc. has to be covered too. Wait, what the hell is Models Inc.? It, it's a two-season spinoff. Of what? What do they? Of, of Melrose Place from the lady from Dynasty was on it, I think. The lady from Dynasty, my God, this was like a whole industry. And I do think nine hundred two one zero to get to understand where this show came from is probably worth exploring. I I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> and then when Allison left, she went to Allie McBeal. Does it have anything to do with the contents of Melrose Place? I just feel like, how do you really want to be an expert in this or not? I mean, I think you know the answer to that. Okay, so we're in for all of it. Oh, God. 